Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Welcome to Postcast after the Jazz Fall 104-98 to the Charlotte Hornets. David Locke and Ron Boone with you here on Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We bring this to you after each and every Jazz game, giving you the radio team postgame show on the internet webby thing. Well, the Jazz fall to a really good team tonight, 104-98. A lot of things to dig into. Uh, on the offensive end, simplistically, I would say it's a make-or-miss league. And the Jazz go 8 of 34 from 3. I didn't, let, I didn't have any problem with the amount of looks. In fact, you know that I like 34 of 82 shots being threes. I think that's where the league is. you got to shoot over 30% of your shots in there. And I thought they had a lot of good looks tonight. They had a ton of good looks. And I would have had, maybe have had a little problem with that if I didn't think that they had enough twos opportunities there as well. But I thought it was pretty much balanced um, with, with the, the shot attempts and, and where the shots was coming from this uh, in tonight's game. But you just hit it on the head. I mean, the Jazz have been shooting the threes very, very well. I didn't have any problem with most of the threes that they took tonight. And if you if you got shooters, you got to use them. The Jazz had the lead in this game early, and then the Hornets really came after them in the second half defensively. The Jazz only scored 40 second-half points. What did Charlotte do second-half defensively? Again, like I said at the end of the broadcast, I just thought the perimeter defense started to pick things up and kind of took the Jazz a little way away from the basket. They were switching. Uh, The combinations that that, um, Coach Clifford put out on the floor I thought was matched up with the Jazz very, very well. And then down the stretch, it was just a couple of offensive rebounds, uh, some free throws there by Zeller, uh, some post-up plays, and, and the Jazz just you know couldn't find the best, just couldn't make shots. The Jazz, 6 for 18 in the fourth quarter for 33%. Jazz without George Hill today, and I thought that was pretty uh, a pretty big factor. Yeah, I think he would have he been the neutralizer, I think, uh, as far as scoring from the point guard position and, and, and Kemba. Uh, who came alive there in that second in the second half? He only had eight points at the half. Ended up with 21. Uh, would have been, uh, I thought, a neutralizer for him. Statistically, it was not a good defensive game by the Jazz. The defensive rating is about a 112. League average is about 103. If you're going to be good, you're under 100. What were the Hornets able to do to the Jazz tonight that allowed them to have a good offensive game? For them to have a good offensive game, uh, you know, it wasn't like they scored off their defense. Uh, they yeah, there were only up. 12 fast break points in this game, eight by Charlotte and four by Utah. This was a half-court grinder. And, and if you look at the ball game, they only had eight offensive rebounds. And and those offensive rebounds, I think, came in that fourth quarter a couple of times as Derrick Favors ended up picking up a, a couple of fouls. They just grinded this basketball game out. The Jazz missing shots, they grinded it out and end up uh, – making big shots at the right opportune times, and, and that was a ball game. Charlotte's the number one team in the league at taking care of the ball, and they did not turn it over again tonight. They only had, I think, uh, 8% of their possessions in the entire game were turnovers, so 9 of their possessions. And they and if you're getting it up to the hoop, I mean, I'm not a big worry about it. turnovers, but when you're that good, it makes it, it, makes it awfully hard. It makes it awfully hard, and, and again, when you have that, that point guard that that holds on to the basketball does not turn it over. We have one, David. 
Yeah, his name is George Hill. You know, he doesn't turn the basketball over uh, very much there at, at, at all. And, and he's had a couple of ball games where he hasn't had any turnovers at all, period, in, in a game. So uh, that type of a point guard will get you into your offense. It will get you some good shots. And those are possessions that you just you need. I mean, you just can't give up those kind of possessions. Here's the good news to me on this one. Charlotte's, first of all, Charlotte's really good. They were top 10 both offensively and defensively last year. They're the number two defensive team in the league. And if you look at the game statistically in my preparation, they were the number one team in the league at preventing the pick-and-roll ball handler from scoring. Well, the Jazz came in and showed the versatility to be able to get favors a bunch of looks early, Gobert a bunch of looks early, and then they got other looks, and in fact, Hayward and Hood then started scoring off the pick and roll. So to me, what's a really good sign tonight is the fact that the Jazz, against this good a team, still in a lot of ways were able to dictate what was going offensively. Now, the end result is they go 8 of 34 from 3, and I still think that changes the game an awful lot. But inside of the dynamics of the game, you got guys being able to make plays, and Gordon finishes with 29, Ronnie finishes with 20, both of them having good games. This is against Batum and Gilchrist. Those are two of the best wing defenders in the NBA, and so if Gordon's dropping 29 and Hood's dropping 20 in those settings, I, I don't think there's a lot of nights unless they're just beat, that they're going to not be able to put up their numbers. Well, maybe the Jazz defense just didn't handle uh, the the Hornets down the stretch there in the fourth quarter. May have, you know, had something to do with that. But uh, the Jazz, uh, Quinn Snyder talks about this quite a bit. When, when, When your defense, when your offense breaks down, you know, just play basketball. And a little different game, I I think, with, with Shelvin in the ball game, Dante comes in, in and both of those guys are really trying to get to the basket and and you have sometimes you have guys standing around. Uh, but all, all in all, I think that Quinn Snyder probably, you know, has his complaints about how things went, but from my eye test and watching the basketball game, I thought the Jazz did pretty well. The Jazz bench, which has been one of the keys here early when they've been healthy since Gordon's come back on this road trip, has been able to win ball games for them with their second team laps. That was not the case today as the Jazz bench ended up negative across the board. More importantly, Bellinelli plus 13. Kaminsky, who had a good offensive game, had plus 13. Spencer Hawes plus 11 off the bench. Uh, or plus, plus 9 off the bench for the Hornets. So this was a team that actually took the Jazz kind of, we've seen the Jazz with these very good bench units are a little different right now without George Hill on the floor. But in Rod he had to uh, wait a little bit in the fourth quarter before he came in. That's where the game kind of changed a little bit when the Jazz went on the wrong side of, I think it was a 6-0 run. But that bench unit not able to have the success they've had early on this trip. And you look at the bench of the uh, of the Hornets, 41 points, and, and you know they, they had 17 field goals off the bench. And that's something that, that really helped them. Uh, Gaminski, Haas had a pretty good night. Bellinelli had a very good night, as you just mentioned. But, you, again, you know, the Jazz was in position. Uh, and you're going to have ball games like this, especially on the road. That wraps us up on Postcast. Locked on Jazz will come to you tomorrow morning from Orlando as the Jazz get ready. That'll be a Thursday edition, so we'll be Facebook Live uh, or Periscope, one of the two, whichever decides to work. Feel free to grab it and tune in and join us for that. This has been Postcast on Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah.